Quotes, why shouldn't I hate white people? Former Thomas Elementary School first grade teacher Danielle Allen, who's 29, posted on X, formerly known as Twitter. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. And welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, here with you live at the Shellshock CBD studio in Dallas, Texas. Well, Richardson, Texas, you know. You've been listening long enough. You know pretty much where we're at. Excited to have you here. Josh is at a studio. We were literally about to start the show, and uh, the plumbing company called him and said they're about 25 minutes en route to his house to fix some issues. I don't want to divulge too much of Josh's personal information, but this guy's been going through hell with this plumbing company and getting his cast iron pump. If, like, if you've been listening to the show for any period of time, like I said, uh, you'll know what's going on here. Like, this has just been an ongoing battle, like Josh versus the plumbing company. And, you know, send some prayers up for him. Uh, it's got to be stressful. You know, he's got a wonderful wife, Laura, and his two kids. It's just, it's an issue. You know, they both work. School's about to start. Very stressful. And, you know, I, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. You know, you have, you have really crappy contractors out there that really try and take advantage. They don't want to do the work. And I'm not saying this about all contractors, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever had home repairs or things like that, you know the hell that comes with it sometimes. I, I only dealt with it from a minor perspective or standpoint, rather, when I got the uh, cement foundation poured in my backyard. Uh, this guy's got his entire house just dug up underneath, and they screwed it up. They're going to have to go in there and do it again. And I, I can't, I can't even imagine, but, um, but Hey, before we get started today, I want to give a special shout out and a big thank you. Um, if you look at the sign behind me, let me actually flip this camera because, uh, hold on, uh, flip horizontal. There you go. Now you can see it. it says the all American savage show stays on during sex. If you look over my, uh, my left shoulder, you'll see the sign there that was sent to us by one of the winners of the giveaways that we do on kick. And I wanted to say thank you for that. <laughs> He's got a nice big uh, iron, or uh, not ironed, uh, burned in dick on the back. So that was, <laughs> that was really good. But he wrote me a very long letter. Charles, I got your letter. Thank you for this. I really do appreciate it. I love getting, um, I love getting mail. And he, you know, he talks about, uh, I'm eternally grateful for the peace you provided me within my home a couple of years ago. I was on the brink of divorce. And I'm not giving out his information. Nobody knows who this is. But um. Um, without going into too much detail, my assignment at the time had taken a toll on my marriage, as well as on the way to making my family into a statistic. Your products have helped us out so much. My wife has uh, relief for her severe anxiety and insomnia. I have suffered from low-quality sleep for years. I was using other melatonin products with mixed results. I found myself having to choose between sleepless irritability or night terrors that would sometimes result in physical outbursts. I started using Rackout and no longer suffer from frequent and violent nightmares. Having products that address these issues has res has reduced a lot of the static in our relationship and allowed us to be more harmonious, a more harmonious couple. Thank you. Um, I never in a million years would have intended or could have seen rather that the uh, that the Rackout gummies or things like that could have such enormous impacts on relationships of all things. I am very, very happy to hear that. I am insanely happy to hear that. That is incredible. Um, and like I said, he was a, he's a kick subscriber and he won a packet of the uh, CBD energy stick drink mixes. And, you know, he sent us that, the letter. Thank you so much, Chris. I am really, really glad to hear that. I'm happy to hear that for you and your wife. And then also I got a card. Um, this from, uh, 
John, I wanted to write and let you know that I really enjoy the show. Your take on current events, always informative. I don't know about that, but okay. I especially appreciate hearing your life advice and about the experiences of owning and operating your business. Keep up the great work, Dave. P.S. I hope your chickens are doing well. And he sent me a nice little card, handwritten. Uh, Why do chicken coops only have two doors? If they had four, it'd be a chicken sedan. Uh, and he wrote in there, he said, fuck a fourth door or fuck a four door. So um, the biggest thing that I take away from this is that uh, the card's cute. Don't get me wrong. But you actually took the time to handwrite a written letter uh, on a card as well as Charles. And I want to say thank you for that. That actually means a lot that you actually took time out of your busy days. And I know I know how it is. You know, we have life going on, things like that. And you sat down and you heartfelt wrote this out. And I actually, you can't see it here, but on my right uh, area, I keep all the letters that are sent to me, be they good or bad or whatever the case may be. Uh, actually, that's not true. I throw the bad ones away. I do get a few. Um, but I, I keep all the letters and I'm, I'm very, actually, I'll prove it. Hold on. If you're watching live right now, these are, these are the letters I've gotten since we started the show back up, um, pictures and stuff like that. So I'm insanely grateful um, for all that love and support, this doesn't include patches that were sent to us over the years. Um, those I still have in a storage area. Thank you. And I mean that. Thank you for doing that. That means a lot. All right. Enough with the, uh, the sappy shit. <laughs> it's just me today. Um, there we go. Okay. Just make sure everything's running smoothly. Um, So, I got the uh, I got the cyst removed out of my neck, and um, the doctor operated, and like I, I think I talked about this before, and uh, he said there's a cyst there, and it's it's just right behind my ear. I've had this for about eight or nine years. When I was in the army, I asked the doctor to look at it, and he said he didn't want to mess with it because it was near this ner this nerve ending that if he nicked it could collapse my face, which was actually incorrect. Um, I didn't know that at the time. It was just a typical army doctor being a lazy army doctor, which is just, that's the status quo for many of these people. And um, I went yesterday and had a um, ultrasound done on it. And today I received the news, like maybe an hour before the show, that when the doctor was operating, he said, there's a cyst there, he said, but there's something beneath it. There's another legion. He said, I, I don't know what it is. It could be a swollen lymph node. I'm not sure. So... I heard back from my doctor today and she said the one beneath it is definitely not a cyst. Um, it is not a fatty buildup. It is not a liquid buildup. He said there's actually, she said there's blood flow going through it, which is concerning. So tomorrow I have a consult with an ear, nose and throat doctor. And they said they're going to basically want to do a consult, look over the imaging, probably have to do a biopsy on it. And they actually, you know, I, I don't know what it is at this point. Worst case, it's cancer. And I asked the doctor, I said, um, okay, look, let's just be clear on this. Say like it is cancer. Is it operable? She goes, yes, it is. So that, that kind of put me at ease there. I'm, I'm okay. But I've, I, something just doesn't add up though. I've had this for like eight years, eight or nine years, and I've developed no symptoms. Um, I looked up, you know, it, one of the worst things you can do is Google <laughs> like WebMD a lot of because everything comes back to cancer. But of all the symptoms, of all the possible outcomes I've, I've read about, um, I haven't experienced any of them. I work out daily. I have a very, I shouldn't say clean, clean diet, but I do eat healthy. Um, I stay and I exercise as much as I can. I try and stay fit. And I've experienced none of these symptoms. And I haven't seen any uh, cysts or any growths anywhere else on my body or felt them for that matter. So keep me in your thoughts and prayers. 
it's a little unnerving. I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, it's a little unnerving, but we got to take this day at a time. Worst case, if it is cancer, she said it is operable. That's a good thing. Um, but like I said, if it was cancer for eight years, like, I don't know. I just don't know. That's weird. But anyway, if you could just send a few up to the big man upstairs, I greatly appreciate that. Lord knows I've been praying. And, um, you know, all we can do is just keep going. All we can do is just keep going. So great show for you today, folks. A lot of things to discuss. This is going to be a little bit more of a, a deep dive show because one of the most recent things I've seen is a an episode or a, a video going viral right now involving Dennis Prager, founder of PragerU, that um, it really, I, it, it takes some breaking down. It, it takes some breaking down because when you listen to, well, you know what? I'll, I'll let you listen to this first. Um, and Pink Cosmos says, could really just be a growth or a tumor that isn't harmful. To, oh, I know, I know. Uh, you know. Well, first of all, number one, thank you. Thank you for trying to comfort me. I do appreciate that. Um, I have a history of cancers in my family. My brother was just diagnosed with colon cancer. I ask that you keep him in your prayers as well. Um, it's in the early stages, which they said is good when you catch it like that. I've got no updates on that. I texted him a few days ago. Still no updates. Um, but no, I, I know. I'm not going to let my mind run away with me on this one. Uh, worst case, God forbid, it's the end of the road for me. Well, I'm going to start traveling like crazy. I'm going to see the rest of this world, and I'm going to live my life according to how I've always wanted to live it, which is just, uh, I don't know, go see the world. Why not? But I, I got, I have a good feeling, you know, it's ultimately though, it's God's will, but I do appreciate your love and support though. I do appreciate the uh, positive comments and uplifting comments, uh, man, really thank you. Um, no, I'm not going to let my mind run away with me. I'm not going to just ultimately start getting depressed. It's like, no, we'll take this one day at a time and we'll just go with that. And I'll try and keep my thoughts and hands busy because I feel like when, um, someone's given some news like this, the possibilities are just endless and I think by and large, our minds tend to go into the worst case scenario automatically because someone like me, I'm very pessimistic. Um, that's just how the army made me. So there is that level of control and mental mental control that you just don't let it run away. Because when you do, I also feel like you can kind of speak things on yourself. So I always want to try and speak good things. And like I said, one step at a time. That's all we can do. And um, you can bet. One thing you can bet on I am not going to the VA for this. <laughs> I am not going to the VA for this. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Neely said, what led you to wanting to have a removed? Well, it was it was kind of protruding out of the side of the neck. I haven't really posted. If you go on my uh, my personal page, Tango Mi Corazon, I don't know if you can see it in any of the photos. It was kind of protruding a little bit from behind the ear. I was like, okay, this is getting a little annoying. I could feel it was like a, a sack in there. And so I finally made a, an appointment with the doctor, and I'm also getting another physical done. I would highly encourage you, gentlemen, I'm 39 years old. I would highly encourage you to start getting an annual physical just to be safe. Uh, being my brother was diagnosed with colon cancer. I'm going to go ahead and schedule a colonoscopy. I'm only 39, but the doctor even said that if it was diagnosed in your brother at 45, 46, I would back that up 10 years. That's when you should start getting tested just in case. So I'm going to go get a finger up the butt. Uh, it could potentially save your life. I know. I don't care what all the immature people talk about, folks. When you hit a certain level, a certain age, you need to start taking this stuff seriously. I, myself, I am definitely doing that. I had a physical about a year and a half ago. Blood work came back fine. Cholesterol was just slightly elevated. Um, but I'm also a big meat eater, yada, yada, yada. So anyway, just uh, take care of yourselves out there. Go get the physicals. It's worth it. It's worth it. Um, but Josh made a good point. He said, when you do get the finger up the butt, the first thing you should ask the doctor is how I can make this more pleasurable for you. 
I think uh, I think I, I think that's what you do. Wait, people talk about a scope. I thought it was a finger. Don't they stick a finger up your butt? Have they changed it? I thought they they stuck a finger up your butt and like felt your, your prostate. So now it's a scope. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of prefer a scope than than somebody's finger. That's a little. It is a camera. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait. 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 Hold on. A colonoscopy. Wait. 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 What's the one where they check for polyps and they got to put you down? They got to put you put you down. Lord, they put you under. They put you. Colonos. Oh, never mind. It's not a colonoscopy. Is it? Wait, wait. The prostate check is the finger. That's what she's doing. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. No, it is a colonoscopy. Crap. I thought I just wanted a prostate check. Crap. That's the one they put you under for, right? Maybe I got it wrong. Crap. Well, it's not scheduled yet. She says she's going to do it when I get back from my trip to Peru next week. So I'm probably just going to get a prostate check. I don't know if I really want. I don't know. I'll take her advice. If it's a colonoscopy, I don't remember. Crap. That's something I should probably know. <laughs> it's, I've had a lot on my plate. So forgive me if I don't get that accurately right, which, you know, there's nothing to forgive. But all right. Let's get back on track here. Uh, <laughs> I just wish it was a finger up the butt, Celtic Koala said. <laughs> I just wish it was a finger up the butt. Anywho, all right, let's get into this, folks. This is going to take some deep diving. Dennis Prager does an interview, uh, founder of PragerU, and it's very concerning to hear this little clip. Now, granted, um, I haven't heard the entirety of the clip, but I also kind of don't feel like you need to. So I want you to give this a listen, and you tell me what you think. Let me uh, pull this up. He's doing an interview here. I'll let you hear it. The subject, just so we uh, can get into this before, so you have a good idea of the context, it's discussing child pornography in anime, cartoons. And Dennis Prager feels like it's not evil to masturbate to cartoons slash anime of child pornography. And we're going to take a little dive into this. So listen to what he has to say. Let me turn this up. Hold on. I made a child pornography because I... Would you, would you use the word evil of animated child pornography? Because no, I, I certainly I, would. I no, I would use evil only with behavior. That's where we might differ, yeah. forgetting the sex issue. You can't be evil. You didn't do evil if you thought evil. You did if evil I'm if I'm masturbating you to animated pictures of pornography, I'm not doing something evil. That's correct. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's despicable. Yeah. Really? Yes, of course. Would you, would you... All right, I want, I want to play it for you one more time here. Um, what Prager's distinction here is, is that not conducting the act does not equate to evil. The physical act of masturbating to child pornography is not evil. One more time, let's listen to this just so we have clarity. Would you, would you use the word evil of animated child pornography? Because no, I, I certainly can't, I, would. I can't, no, I would use evil only with behavior. That's where we might differ, yeah. forgetting the sex issue. You can't be evil. You didn't do evil if you thought evil. You did if evil I'm if masturbating to animated pictures of pornography, I'm not doing something evil. That's correct. Yeah, I think that's I think that's despicable. Yeah. Really? Yes, of course. Now, granted, this clip is really disturbing to me. Uh, apparently, his take here is that essentially, when you listen to the rest, I did listen to some more of it, was that providing potential child molesters or would be child, excuse me, would be child molesters, um, animated or AI pornography helps prevent them from going out and committing the act. Okay, um, I disagree there. I, I disagree immensely there. All you're doing on that topic is that you are, you are trying to attempt to partially state or satisfy 
that psychological disorder. Let's not, let's not, we can't, there's no bones about this. I know the evolution of human beings. I understand that in the earlier times, so much as even as back as the early 19th century, it was perfectly legal f to have sex with an underage woman because back then it was like 13, 14, they'd be getting married, especially in the deep South, things like that. But times have changed. Now, you, you know, evolutionary, evolution takes time. I get that. But in contemporary times, it is highly taboo and also illegal to have sex as a grown man with an underage woman. What Prager's argument here, I believe, and I hope I'm not misunderstanding this, is that the idea or the thought is not evil. Committing the physical act is evil. If that is what he is saying, which I think that's what he's saying, I do not agree. In fact, I adamantly disagree. And here's the reasoning why. Our thoughts become actions. Before I do, I must first think. If I commit evil, I must first have thoughts of evil. I think that's a fair assessment. I don't just do something evilly. There has to be some thought process, be it, be it a short process, a long process, anything. I cannot agree with the idea that thought in and of itself is neutral. It is not good nor evil. It just simply is. I disagree with that. Because the outcome of said thought through action determines what that thought's nature is. For example, say like I have these thoughts of wanting to commit murder. Let's just say suicide. Instantly, people are saying that's not good. Those are inherently bad thoughts. Now, if you want to classify them as evil, whatever the case may be, that's on you. But if you are having the urges to want to consume child pornography, that is a massive red flag. Those are thoughts that are fundamentally rooted in immorality. Having sex with a child is not good. I don't know how else to explain that. The problem with what Dennis Prager is here is, is he's saying is this is kind of like one of those weird situations where someone thinks they're so intelligent that they're going to intelligently tap dance their way through this minefield because they think they have some kind of like new epiphany kind of thought process. Now, the idea or act of providing child pornography that is not child pornography to help someone or prevent a potential child molester from actually performing the action is only feeding into the issue. You do not tell a schizophrenic it's okay to hear the voices as long as you don't act on them. You are still incurred. We've seen the same argument with the trans community. Now, no, I am not saying that trans people are child molesters. not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying though is feeding into an abnormal thought pattern, thought process, Feeding into a psychological delusion does not help the person. Saying that someone's addicted to crack cocaine, you don't give them a different version of crack to help them. It's like, well, it's not crack crack. It's like saying, I'm not going to smoke cigarettes, but I'll go vape. Neither of them are good for you. But let's go back to the fundamental argument that I believe he's making here in regards to good versus evil. Good thought versus evil thought. I for the life of me, cannot understand how that something is not classified as evil if it's only thought about. It has to be acted upon for it then to be evil. I, I disagree. I adamantly disagree with that. I don't know what kind of take you think you're going to have on something like this that people are going to be like, oh no, I get that. That makes sense. Just the simple fact that you feel the need to want to masturbate to children in and of itself, folks, is that good or evil? The thought in and of itself is evil, but it is classified as one or the other. Therefore, destroying whatever it is that Dennis Prager is trying to push here. 
So only if we act upon something. So therefore, well, is word are words actions? No. I don't think they are. So if I go out there and say child pornography in the anime way or cartoons should be legal, that's not evil? I'm very curious on. I I don't I don't I'm trying to say is there some kind of like overarching point that I am just not hitting here? And I'm not trying to be overreactive because I know like child pornography, human trafficking is a very hot topic issue right now. Everybody's jumping on board. Every t-shirt company out there is selling the God, it's children is not for sale. And all these people are buying it and they don't even know where the money's going. We're just doing the ALS ice bucket challenge all over again. This time using children as the, the medium to do it, to achieve it. Everybody's got to make that money. It's a very hot button issue right now. But Dennis Prager saying this, I am... I am really confused here. I'm not confused. I'm just saying I don't get your logic. I think if we look at even, you know, I think Degas, he's, he's Jewish, isn't he? I wonder what the Jewish faith says about this. I mean, even Christian thoughts, it talks about, the Bible adamantly talks about, describes people having evil in their heart, men lusting after women in their hearts, yada, yada, yada. Those are evil. So I, I cannot agree with him on this. I, I simply cannot. I like how he says, like, I, I feel like that is inherently evil thoughts. He goes, really? Like, really? I'm, I'm curious. That is so odd. Not really. I think the vast majority of people would say wanting to masturbate to child pornography in anime format um, is disgusting. I mean, you're okay with a grown man or woman, whatever the case may be, having drawn images of a, of a toddler being raped by a man, that's not evil. That's not evil? I'm at a loss. But I want to take it a step further. Ian Smith Fitness. I think he's coming on the show. I just texted him today. He's been on the show before. Um, many of you probably remember Ian that he stood against the government. Um when they tried to shut down his gym up in New Jersey, he ran for Congress. Ian Smith blasted him. That's when it got put on my radar. I got tagged on Instagram on a few pages. But I have yet to see, I have yet to see the conservative influencer network say anything about this. None of them are saying anything about this. I think it's disgusting. I mean, folks, there, there's got to be a thing in your head that if you're if you're feeling the need to want to achieve orgasm by looking at such twisted, sick things, be they in a video format or cartoon format, I mean, let's let's counter his argument with this. What's the difference between an animated cartoon drawn picture or seeing child pornography filmed? You're committing no action either way. You're simply seeing it through a different medium, be it on a piece of paper drawn by another pervert or filmed by another pervert. The same argument apply, or the same logic applies. You're not committing the actual act, but you're still consuming it. You're consuming the idea of what that is, which is a child that cannot consent being forced to do disgusting things. How is that not inherently evil? I'm clueless on this. 
I don't know where he's coming from on this. I, I don't get it. That's just me. But I am waiting to see the conservative influencer network call this out. I want to see them come out in mass and be like, what the hell is wrong with you? They've been nothing but quiet. Why is that? I'll tell you why it is, folks. Now, it's going to take a couple of days for this to really make the rounds on social media. I don't see a lot of main concern. I don't think Charlie Kirk's going to post this. I don't think Candace Owens will either. Ben Shapiro won't touch it. Because when it's somebody with a massive following in the conservative network, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't go against them. You don't go against them. Folks, I don't care if it was Josh that said so. I would go after him and say, you are wrong. Of course, Josh would never be like that, but you know where I'm going with this. I simply do not understand why in this day, right now, when every single one of these influencers is simping hard for the Sound of Freedom movement, we got to go see this movie. It's going to end the child trafficking. No, it's not. Every single one of you jumped on board for this. Go see the movie. Pay it forward. Pay. Oh, you're gonna, it's going to do so much good out there. Bring awareness. Now, you've got one of your own saying such a disgusting, disturbing thing, and you're not saying anything in response to this? I'm curious on this. Now, I need to go watch the rest of this episode. I'm not going to lie. But that in and of itself, I don't think you can justify or explain that to me. To the point where I'd actually say, oh, no, I think you're right. No, I think the consumption of any type of child pornography is inherently evil, wrong, and should be illegal. And it is illegal, quite honestly. That's just me. I don't think that you can clarify this unless you come back and say, well, I didn't mean it like this. But man, you just, you kind of said it. Maybe you've been drinking too much Bud Light, man. I don't know. I, I really don't know. It, it doesn't make sense to me. But all right. This is why I just, uh, the conservative movement is just, it's, it's disgusting to say. But anyway. All right. Let's move on. We've got exclusive right now. <clears throat> you got to love this. The Biden administration increases migrant releases as border policies crumble under another surge. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials received a directive from their Washington, D.C. headquarters instructing Border Patrol sectors to increase migrant releases, according to a source. On Tuesday, the number of migrants held in detention across the southwest border neared 20,000 following a renewed surge of migrant crossings. The directive called for the release of migrant family unit members into the United States in lieu of removal under Title VIII. Breitbart, Texas, reviewed a directive sent to Border Patrol Sector Chief Patrol agents on Monday. As of Tuesday, the detention count had been reduced by nearly 2,000 migrants and remained slightly above 17,000 migrants held in custody of the agency at temporary detention centers. No expiration date of the order to release migrants was given. And according to the confidential source, who is not unauthorized to speak to media, 
who is not authorized to speak to media. The releases will be short-term decompression measure in place of until migrant custody numbers reach a more manageable level. So you've got an overflow. You've got this massive influx. You've got this massive influx of illegal immigrants coming over. And to reduce pressure, you're releasing more. Folks, didn't they say in some parts of Texas up to 4,000 a day are coming over? 17,000, you can hit that in under a week. And yet Biden wants $10 billion back to Ukraine. We could have finished the wall. We could have done so much. It gets to a point where the liberals and Democrats in this country that believe that there should be no border. You, and this is what I hate about this country. You don't pay for anything. Your policies, your ideologies are costing us so much money. But you personally don't pay for it. You don't care. It doesn't affect you personally. Meanwhile, border state Democrats are getting to the point where they're fed up with it. Talked about on yesterday. Yesterday's show, we saw illegal immigrants coming over with body armor and assault rifles. Or, excuse me, rifles. Jeez, sound like a liberal on that one. Rifles. Body armor and rifles. Cartel. Guaranteed cartel. But Democrats are okay with that because no human is illegal. Maybe after a few of your friends and family get murdered, then you start caring. But by then, it's too late. I'm just at a loss with the disgusting behavior of American Democrats. The directive did not limit the release of migrant family unit members by nationality or reason for illegally entering the country. No process of qualifying for relief or conduct of asylum credible fear hearings was mandated. So it doesn't even matter what you come over for, you're getting released. As reported by Breitbart, Texas, some Border Patrol facilities were at more than double capacity on Saturday. So all this money that we've been sending Ukraine for this proxy war with Russia, we could have invested in the southern border, increased detention centers, added on, strengthened our southern border. But instead, what do we do? We're doing nothing. The Biden administration is doing nothing. We've got a wide open southern border that when Governor Greg Abbott does try and get involved and do some boys across the the Rio Grande, the federal government is now suing the state of Texas over. So when the states try and defend themselves from this invasion, let's call it what it is, it is an invasion. When the state tries to defend itself from this illegal southern invasion, the federal government comes in and tries to sue Governor Greg Abbott, whom, again, I don't agree with everything he does, but at least he's trying to do something. But even that's too much for the federal government. What is it that Joe Biden wants? What is it that you want, sir? You want a wide open southern border, for cartel members to come across, sex trafficking to continue on, 75% of women that are crossing that border illegally are sexually assaulted in some way, shape, or form. This has been documented and proven, but you don't care. So the very same group that sits there and pounds the drum on women's rights, we got to stop all this sexual assault, yada, yada, yada. Well, as long as it happens to illegals, it's okay. But once they cross that border, oh, now it needs to stop. That doesn't make any sense to me. So your morality is dictated by borders? This Biden administration is a massive failure of epic proportions and Democrats have their heads in the sand because you are so infected by Trump derangement syndrome, remove him out of the equation, but the simple fact that you don't want the southern border closed screams volumes about you and your hypocrisy. But these are liberals. What do you expect? 
I'm so sick of this. And Americans are paying for it. You, you're paying for it, folks. Oh, my goodness. Give me some good news. Here's some good news. DeSantis suspends Orlando State Attorney over dereliction of duty on crime. Now, here, here, here's, here's the beautiful part about this. Before we get into this, when liberals don't have a counter-argument, when Democrats have nothing to come back at you with, to refute your, your accusations, whatever, what is the first thing they go to? What's the first card they drop, folks? You know this. It's in their playbook. Come on. Type it out. You know what it is. Racists. Wacists. Well, it's a black lawyer. And instantly, what's their rebuttal? This is racist. DeSantis is a dictator. Blah, 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 blah. Yet she's being replaced by a black black guy. (laughs) He already announced it. You got to beat them at their own game. Good for DeSantis. DeSantis' office says state attorney Monique Worrell allowed criminals to escape the full consequences of their actions. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suspended Ninth Judicial Circuit State Attorney Monique uh, Worrell for dereliction of duty on crime via an executive order on Wednesday. Now, you know how I feel about executive orders, but let's continue. DeSantis' office says that Worrell, whose jurisdiction includes Orlando, has routinely allowed murderers and other violent offenders to escape the full consequences of their criminal conduct. The governor is tapping Florida Judge Andrew Bain, who is also black, to replace Worrell as the state attorney for the Ninth Judicial Circuit. The practices and policies of her office have allowed murderers and other violent offenders and dangerous drug traffickers to receive extremely reduced sentences and escape the full consequences of their criminal conduct. In some cases, these offenders have evaded incarceration altogether, DeSantis' office wrote in a statement. State's attorney Worrell's practices undermine Florida law and endanger the safety and security and welfare of the communities that Ms. Worrell was elected to serve, it continued. Now, (laughs) the funny part about this, honestly, is that um, I I believe this is a Soros-backed prosecutor. I think she was elected and she used Soros money. I didn't get too far into the article, but I found this very, 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 very funny. I was trying to find it. We've got a soundbite from uh, Governor Ron DeSantis on the standby. I'm going to play it for you. He goes into depth on as to why he's removing her. But again, folks, if it's a black lawyer, it's a black woman, black whatever, it's it's racist. Let's give it a listen. Monique Worrell's administration of criminal justice in the Ninth Circuit has been clearly and fundamentally derelict so as to constitute both neglect of duty and incompetence. The policies or practices listed in our executive order uh, suspending her uh, that constitutes the grounds of suspension are as follows. Uh, One, a pattern or practice to avoid minimum mandatory sentences for gun crimes, pattern or practice to avoid minimum mandatory sentences for drug trafficking offenses, pattern or practice allowing juvenile offenders to avoid serious charges and incarceration altogether, pattern or practice to avoid valid and applicable sentencing enhancements, pattern or practice limiting charges for child pornography, 
pattern or practice for seeking withhold, withholding of adjudication in situations not permitted under Florida law. Monique Worrell's administration of... Those are some, uh, some serious things there. Does this, does this surprise anybody? Is this, is this really surprising to anybody? DeSantis did good on this one. Now, this needs to, this is like, I believe, his second or third that he's gotten rid of. Soros funded lawyers. <clears throat> That's one way to combat it. DeSantis highlighted the move in news conference Wednesday morning alongside several other Florida officials. The officials, who included Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, stated that Worrell routinely avoided mandatory minimum sentencing for gun crimes and drug trafficking offenses, as well as allowing juvenile offenders to avoid serious charges and incarceration. Now, I'm very curious. There's a picture of her next to side-by-side with Governor Ron DeSantis. I'm very curious to see the stats of who she released. She also allegedly limited charges against child pornography offenders and avoided sentencing enhancements such as those based on prior offenses. I can tell you the reason for that right there. You remember the argument that a lot of people in the BLM were making that black men had higher incarceration rates and a higher probability of being arrested or a harsher sentencing than a white person? Remember when they were making this argument and it got debunked because the reasoning for it was multiple offenses, hence the stricter and harsher charges. That was her way, I believe, of trying to circumvent that. Reducing some of the charges. Not as strict. This is the second time DeSantis has taken drastic action against a Florida prosecutor who he says failed to do their jobs. He also suspended suspended Hillsborough County State Attorney Andrew Warren in August of 2022 for refusing to enforce the state's abortion ban. These people don't care about the justice of law. Folks, these are not these are not law-abiding citizens. They want to enforce and do their own thing. That suspension was upheld in court in a January decision from a federal judge. Just going to do it again. Worrell's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment from Fox News Digital. Well, they're not going to. Now, again, she's already gone on the attack and claimed racism, discrimination. Governor DeSantis is a dictator, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's what they do every single time. It's to be expected at this point. These, these, these prosecutors are siding with the criminals. Can you imagine having a criminal commit some type of crime against you? Vandalism, stealing your car, assaulting, maybe murdering one of your families, and you get a, you get a, a prosecutor like this woman who just kind of gives them a little slap on the wrist. What message does that send? Does that send to the victims? The system is broken. They don't care about me. So if he's getting a slap on the wrist, what's the point of even abiding by the law at this point? I'm very curious on that. All right. Here's some good news. So there's this woman. Once upon a time. And she's black. Let me just read you the story. Texas District fires first grade teacher who joked about killing sister's white boyfriend Quotes, hide the body. 
Call me every name under the sun, but you wait, call me every name under the sun, but you all will never call me unemployed, a teacher said before termination. A teacher school district says, or excuse me, a Texas school district says it fired a self-identified black supremacist teacher accused of posting anti-white posts, which included a joke about violence. Prior to, to the firing, the teacher reportedly bragged, about, reportedly bragged about how she would never be terminated and said some of the administration laughed off her posts. Quotes, why shouldn't I hate white people? Former Thomas Elementary School first grade teacher Danielle Allen, who's 29, posted on X, formerly known as Twitter. Allen used Twitter for a burner account where she went under a synonym, Claire Kyle. The account was first discovered by ex-user Amory King. Amory's in the news, good for him. The Mesquite Independent School District called the posts racist Tuesday, adding that the teacher would not be eligible for rehire. Oh, this was funny. I posted it on my Instagram and it was getting more engagement because then I posted about Prager and nobody was seeing it. So I'm going to repost. I've got the screenshots of this on her Twitter. It's hilarious because this woman was trolling people. However, Alan had a different perspective of an initial response from the administration the day prior. She said, y'all have found my job. Alan posted on X. Now, let me first, because I watched this unfold on Twitter. You can follow me at John Burke 39 on Twitter. Um, initially, initially, she was basically, she was found or she was posting all this anti-white hatred, making fun of people, saying y'all can keep crying. You know, white tears are delicious. I was reading the comments. She's, she's a black supporter. She's a racist. Thus proving black racism is much alive and well in America. And I would, I would even boldly assume or make the, the claim that there's probably more racist black people than white in this country. But she started trolling people after what she said. She did not want her sister dating a white dude. She did not like white dudes. And she said, y'all have found my job, Alan posted on Twitter. They told me to delete the post, but my job is safe since I did not directly wish harm on all white people. They laughed and told me to watch what I say, and I'll be good to go. She posted this trolling people, saying, you're not going to get me fired. I can be racist. You can't do anything. Just talk to the school board, and my job is safe. I told them it was a joke, and they know I'm not racist, so have fun. Lady, you were texting that to your sister. Stop it. Stop it. The teacher recorded a video of herself walking through the halls of what appeared to be the elementary school saying, Twitter thinks they can take my job away from me. Call me every name under the sun, but you all will never call me unemployed. You see, at that point, you're poking the bear. It's not jokes anymore now. You're doubling down on the fact that you have very racist beliefs and you're not going to be touched as a result of it. Knowing good and well, white people will. This is racism. And these black people know this. They know this. That's why they try and do this. Alan had originally posted a text message exchange in which she joked about planning to murder her sister's white boyfriend. She expressed concern that the boyfriend looked like a Trump supporter. Folks, put the pieces together. Remember when they were calling every Trump supporter racist? I mean, they still do. There's a whole slew of tweets from this woman. She says, like, I'm baffled AF. Seeking, seeing a white man in my house. I can't believe it. This is supposed to be a black person only house. I'm so mad right now, Alan said. Now let's switch that. I'm baffled as fuck seeing a black man in my house. I can't believe it. This is supposed to be a white only person house. I'm so, so explain to me why is it that blacks can say something so ridiculously racist and, and society just casually just glosses over it. Yet if a white person said that, there would be 
burning in the streets, buildings being burned to the ground, specifically black buildings or black owned businesses and stuff, which makes no sense to me because we have been programmed now that blacks can be racist in this country because they were supposedly some of the oppressed class. Yet there's no black alive right now that was ever a slave, never oppressed, but it's okay for them because they come from the oppressed class. Gotta love that. She also says, I can't believe she has this cave dweller in my freaking house. Oh my God, I'm trying to stay calm. She knows I'm a racist. She admits it, you know. Come and kill him for me. I promise I'll help you hide the body. Bring all four of your guns. Wow. Wow. But if I, as a white person, call this out and see the stereotypical behavior of black racists like this, I'm automatically a racist? There comes a time where you get fed up seeing a certain specific race, specifically black people, attacking whites. You're going to get fed up and say, you know what? It's time to start defending our culture, our, our nationality, or, not our, or rather our race. Because these racists, they're all about it. She says, my sis letting all of Europe take turns on her. The disappointment I feel right now, our parents raised, then go back to Africa. If that's how you feel about the white man, go back to Africa. And I got news for you. Slaves did not build this country. They didn't. They helped, but they didn't build it. That was white pioneers, white settlers. You were slaves. You did a lot. But don't you dare sit there and claim that this nation was built. No, it wasn't. But if you don't like it here, if you hate it so much, if the racism is just everywhere, if there's a burning cross on every street corner and a clan meeting in every house, why are you still here? Specifically Texas of all places. If it is so race, why do you stay here? I'm very curious. Or it's because it's too easy to accuse the whites of being racist to give yourself that victim mentality and try and use it to your advantage. She says, my sis letting all of Europe take turns on her. The disappointment I feel right now, our parents raised us better than this. So now you're saying your parents are also racist. Folks, in this whole series of tweets, in this whole series of tweets, this woman basically just acknowledges the fact that racism is alive and well in the black community and is passed down through the parents to the children. She even says it. <laughs> you can't even deny it at this point. The thumbnail image for the burner account was the same that appeared on her Facebook exchange. Alan didn't respond for comment. The teacher not only bragged about being a racist against white people, but also about being homophobic. That's super gay, an incoming message said. This is why I love you. Thank you for being homophobic like I am. You're my soulmate, she responded. Black supremacy is alive and well in America, folks. And it is every white person's responsibility to call this shit out. This should not be stood for. Now, I did read a comment when I posted this on my Instagram. One gentleman was complaining about cancel culture. It's like everybody can have an opinion until it goes runs contrary to your own. You're right on that one. Everyone is entitled to an opinion. But I don't believe a black supremacist should be teaching first graders because you know what she's going to teach subtly. We already know what's being taught as far as the indoctrination of children into the LGBT. So I'm sorry. 
I don't even think that I also don't agree with there being a white supremacist teaching children. Absolutely not. That is incorrect. It is disgusting. It is immoral. That is not what we should be teaching our children. But this woman, clearly, if her parents taught her that way, and she's upset at her sister for dating a white dude, whew. I mean, folks, what do you say to that? Black supremacy is alive and well in America. Black racism fuels the responses they get that they turn around and pearl clutch over. Look at the DA that DeSantis fired. Black prosecutor is not doing her job. Pearl clutches racism. Racism. That's all you've got. Your actions showcase your inability to perform in a specific job, a certain role. But rather than concede the fact that you suck at your job, which quite honestly, I really feel like based upon how she's responding to her being fired, the reasoning for her being fired was due to probably black favoritism. That's what I'm saying. I'd be very interested to see the stats that get pulled up as far as black, uh, her prosecuting black people versus white. I'd be very interested in seeing that. Because normally when they decry something, it's what they're guilty of. Racism, is it? Or were you racist towards other people? You tell me black favoritism doesn't exist? One would even go so far as to call that black privilege. <laughs> I love it when that sword swings two ways and then you deny it. Black privilege doesn't exist. You literally just proved that it does. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> uh. You got to love it, folks. It's their words, not mine. This is not John Burke pulling this out of his ass. This is not me. This is them. <laughs> Best single mom ever. <laughs> uh, that's a high-value woman right there, folks. That's a high-valued woman right there. Oh. Uh. All right, so if you haven't seen it, Ohio, it's a big in the news right now. What's Ohio's vote on constitutional amendment means for Republicans on abortion in 2024? Ohio votes serves as a proxy battle in the fierce fight over abortion rights. Abortion was not on the ballot as Ohioans took to the polls in a high-stakes referendum, but the contentious issue was clearly on the mind of voters in the Republican-dominated state's special election Tuesday. Ohio State Issue 1 became a proxy battle over abortion before it was convincingly rejected by voters on Tuesday, defeating an attempt by Republican lawmakers to make it more difficult for the public to propose and approve changes to the Buckeye State's Constitution. The defeated amendment would have raised the threshold to pass a constitutional amendment from a simple majority of to 60% and added more hurdles for the process, which allows for citizens-initiated ballot measures. If it had passed, it would have had instant implications for a measure on November's ballot that could enshrine abortion rights in Ohio's constitution. Ohio voters rejected an effort by Republican lawmakers and special interests to change the state's constitutional amendment process. This measure was a blatant attempt to weaken voters' voices and further erode the freedom of women to make their own health care decisions, President Biden said in a statement. Ohioans spoke loud and clear, and tonight democracy won. The result was a rare defeat for Republican power in Ohio, a one-time premier battleground state that has trended red in recent election cycles and where the GOP controls the offices of governor, secretary of state, attorney general, and both chambers of legislature. I'm very curious on this one, though. They're claiming in regards to abortion. No, this is more in a sense of an amendment to the Constitution, a permanent to enshrine it. 
I kind of, this is kind of like one of those mixed ones. Let's keep going. The sound defeat of Ohio's issue one appears to be the latest victory for the abortion rights movement. But this is about amending the Constitution, the process of amending the Constitution. This wasn't specifically directly about abortion. The sound of defeat in Ohio, blah, 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 okay. Conservative majority overturned the landmark nearly half-century-old Roe v. Wade ruling, which allowed for legalized abortions nationwide. The decision by the high court moved the divisive issue of abortion back to the states. Abortion right advocates won high-profile votes last year in Michigan and Kansas, and the GOP's stance on abortion was blamed by plenty of political pundits for turning an expected red wave in last, uh, last November's midterm elections into a red trickle. This was Donald Trump. Donald Trump said this. Remember this? I need to do a show on what is conservatism. What is actual conservatism? Because Donald Trump came out there and he blamed hard right pro-lifers for the red, red trickle effect in 2022's midterm elections. Thus showing that Donald Trump is not truly pro-life. You don't comment. The abortion argument is just like the Second Amendment abortion. Or excuse me, Second Amendment argument. You either do or you don't. You're either pro-life or you're pro-choice. I just feel like him saying such a thing, well, he said that basically 2022 midterms were undermined and destroyed because of the pro-life movement. I'm sorry. I think that's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I think that's just ridiculous. Tuesday's vote in Ohio may be another warning sign for Republicans that the issue of abortion may hinder their chance of victory in the 2024 elections. A vast majority of Republican candidates are pro-life, but I think there's a recognition that there are political complications with the issue. It has been put on the ballot in several right-leaning states, and the voters have rejected efforts to further curb abortion rights, veteran Republican strategist Ryan Williams told Fox News. It's a thorny issue that Republican candidates will have to address carefully, he emphasized. So essentially what they're saying here is, Stay away from the abortion argument if you want to get elected. Conservatives need to compromise on their abortion stances if they want to start winning elections. That's what this is basically saying. And watch, I really feel they're going to embrace this. I really feel they're going to embrace this. So does this mean that we now compromise as a party or as individuals on our stances on abortions in order to achieve... Majority? That's what this is leading into. I don't know. Curious state of affairs, folks. But I still believe in pro-life. I'm just, I'm at a loss. Well, you remember the six-year-old who wounded the teacher Abigail Zwerner with a gun? More on that story now. Virginia's six-year-old who wounded teacher Abigail Zwerner with a gun boasted, I shot that bitch dead. The six-year-old Virginian boy who shot and wounded his teacher with his mother's gun later bragged about it to a school employee, shockingly claiming, I shot that bitch dead, according to newly unsealed search warrants. Also, this same woman, I believe, was sent to prison for something else. After the first grader shot Abigail Zwerner at Rich Neck Elementary School in Newport News on January 6th, Reading specialist Amy Kovac held the boy until cops arrived, according to the documents obtained by WK, WTKR. I did it. I shot that bitch dead. The pine-sized pistol packer bragged. The docs show. I got my mom's gone last night. Last night, Unsealed records 
of his Warner statement to investigators at the hospital said that when the child drew the gun from his pocket and pointed it at her, the teacher asked, what are you doing with that? The boy then fired one shot that struck Zwarner in her left hand and upper torso, the affidavit states. Zwarner, 25, who suffered a collapsed lung and other grave injuries, has filed a $40 million lawsuit alleged the school officials ignored multiple warnings about the student leading up to the incident. She has since resigned. The document also revealed additional information about previous incident in kindergarten in which the boy appeared uh, apparently attacked another teacher. Several days after the shooting, the detectives interviewed the retired teacher who said the child choked her in September 21, according to a search warrant cited by WTKR. The affidavit was unable to obtain, excuse me, the affidavit, the affiant was able to obtain limited school records pertaining to the student of Child Protective Services, the document reportedly reads. The incident to which the kindergarten teacher describes above is not found in those records. This affiant believes that the kindergarten teacher's incident and possibly others were not readily provided by news, Newport News Public Schools, it adds. The student's mom, Dea Taylor, 25, has pleaded guilty in federal court to using marijuana while owning a firearm, which is illegal under U.S. law. She also faces state charges of felony child neglect and reckless storage of a firearm. Color me shocked. Taylor's attorney, James Ellison, said she believed the firearm was secure on a high closet shelf with a trigger lock and that it was unclear how the boy got a hold of it. Stop. Stop that nonsense right now. That is not secured. Just being on a high shelf is not secured. And clearly there was no trigger lock on it because, folks, if you've ever messed with anything regarding uh, firearm safety and trigger locks, you need a key. You need a key. That weapon will not fire with that trigger lock on there. It's impossible. So if there was a trigger lock, you left the key out. But I doubt there was. I sincerely, I mean, otherwise, come on. Ellison, uh, Ellison was saying that Taylor faced mental health issues after having an echo ectopic pregnancy and miscarriage. So that means that you just leave your gun around for your six-year-old to get a hold of? You see, this is the reason that firearms owner catch up such a bad rap. Do you know that it wasn't the gun? It was the shit mother. It's her fault. She will plead guilty to the state charge of child neglect on August 15th, Allenson told CNN on Tuesday, adding the state charge for recklessly handling a firearm would be dropped at the time of the plea. Why is that? The cap for sentencing on child neglect charges six months, the attorney added. Sentencing on federal charges is scheduled on October 18th. The sentencing on the state charge will take place October 27th. Taylor's son has not been charged in the shooting. I mean, he's six. But what, what a great kid, right? What a wonderful child that you've raised. Great job. Shot that bitch dead. Where did he learn that? Where did that kid learn that? The child had extreme emotional issues, and we're all working to see that he improves every day, Ellison told CNN. When he added, well, excuse me, he added that the boy, who has been described by family reps as suffering from acute disability, is in therapy and has shown improvement. 
In a statement to WKR, the Newport News School District said in the response to the search warrant that unfortunately FERPA, the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, prevents schools from releasing information from a student's educational record. U.S. Department of Education guidance states schools must have written permission from the parent or eligible student in order to release any information from a student's education record, the state's the uh, statement says. Newport News Public Schools is unable to comment on this matter in accordance with the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, it adds. Great kid there. Future scholar. Gotta grow up to be the president. Let me tell you something. I shot that bitch dead. This is the world we live in, folks. Wonderful mothering. Such good mothering. Or maybe she's just a piece of trash. <laughs> uh, next on the chopping block. You may have seen this going around uh, social media. The writer's strike in Hollywood. Now it's the perfect time for every woke celebrity to get out there and support their own. Strike. You should be paid better wages. The Hollywood writer's strike is entering day 100. And the far-left Washington Post would like to share some tales of woe about the group of people who hate us. I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't care about it. I don't care about your strike. I don't care about your paid. Dominic Izzo had a really good segment on this. Really good post. Let me see if I can find it. I loved how he addressed this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He responded to a comment. Somebody says, yes, many of the very wealthiest actors have donated millions of dollars to help striking creatives. Now that you know that, are you on board to support us? Dominic's response, he nails it. He says, I watch your content, pay the streaming fees, pay for overpriced tickets at the at the theater for moves, movies and shows that pump social agendas on the race and sexuality. All the while, I still have to listen to actors tell me how to vote and what chemicals to put into my body. Maybe your time on the picket line will give you time to humble yourselves down. Why do I give a shit about any of you? You further the agenda, the political agendas of woke Hollywood liberalism. I don't give a fuck about you because you don't give a fuck about me. You want that woke nonsense pushed on our... You, you are the writers. You create this idiot, this, this moronic... These scripts. So you'll excuse me if I don't give a shit about your strike. I'd be okay if Hollywood just ceased to exist. It is the most perverse group of people. The Hollywood writer's strike is entering into day 100, and the far-left Washington Post would like to share some tales of woe about a group of people that, who hate us. One writer is down to her last three months of savings. Another writer has returned to his old job as a um, male escort, where he clears $8,000 to $10,000 a month. Another writer is currently filing for bankruptcy. Did they vote to strike? It sure sounds like it. So what did they expect? You know, I tried and failed to be a screenwriter. I made some money, had some success, but ultimately didn't succeed. But during all that time, I was also working full-time as a bill collector, which is not easy when you're hitting rewriting deadlines and attending development meetings. On top of that was all the spec work, writing for free, hoping to get paid, the rounds of studio interviews, developing pitches. Then I quit my bill collector job and spent two years working on a movie for free. Two years of zero pay, when it was all over, when it was all over, I realized I didn't have what it takes to be a good to, to make a good living and moved along. If you can't make a decent living at something, you have to find something else. That's life and life ain't fair. And you just keeps going anyway. 
Uh, this writer's complaint, I understand. He's talked about Berenti said that she hadn't worked in Hollywood for long before she discovered how common it was for producers or directors to ask her to essentially work free, asking for small changes in script that would end up requiring large scale rewrites for which she received no compensation. That's an issue with the WGA is attempting to address in the contract negotiations. It's death by a thousand notes, and suddenly what was supposed to be fair wage for a writer on my skill level, they take advantage of the fact that you love this story and want to get it made, Baranti said. Yeah, that stinks. This complaint, however, is laughable. This next one says, New threats emerging, namely the advent of AI, which some writers and actors have come to view as an existential threat and could eliminate much of the work they do today if studios get their way. The only way AI can eliminate your job is if a robot can do a better job. A robot that doesn't strike, has no artistic temperament, and works 24-7 for free. No sane person can expect studios to turn that down. The The delicious irony here is that these strikers are the same people who hate a working class, who had their jobs decimated by automation. You hate us, but now we're supposed to whip out a violin for you? No. Here's the other thing. Most of the product these strikers have been creating over the last decade or so is absolute crap. On top of the fact that most of their product is designed to dehumanize 50% of the country and groom little kids into sex objects, it's also bad as in bad art. And they are dead on the money on this. Dead on the money. You are the purveyors of this perversion. You are the ones responsible for this insanity that has gripped this country. You are the ones that create this filth. So I honestly don't give a damn about you. I don't care about your job. I don't care if they don't pay you. I don't care. Hollywood is one of the biggest reasons that we are in the situation we're currently in. One of the highest levels of influence in this country, much less the world, levels of influence in this country. And you expect me to give a shit about you when you write such trash, furthering the trans agenda, furthering child grooming and pedophilia. Um, you'll forgive me if I don't give a fuck because I don't more in the news report Lizzo faces six new complaints alleging inappropriate behavior, including creating sexually charged environment. Pop star Lizzo's legal woes are getting worse fast. The anti-Trump singer reportedly facing at least six new complaints. Damn. Is she getting me too? Lizzo's getting me tooed. Ah, you gotta love it. You gotta love the irony. You just, you just have to, you have to love the irony. Pop star Lizzo's legal woes are getting worse and fast with the anti-Trump singer reportedly facing at least six new complaints, alleging inappropriate behavior, including creating a sexually charged environment. Lawyers representing three of Lizzo's former dancers said they have been reviewing new complaints from at least six people who said they toured with Lizzo, including other dancers and some who said they worked on her Amazon Studios reality show Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls, according to an NBC News report. Ron Zambrano said his firm is vetting new allegations, which he said are of a sexually charged environment and failure to pay employees. Okay. Zambrano told NBC News that in reviewing the claims, he determined that some are potentially actionable, but others aren't. Some of the claims we are reviewing may be actionable, but it is too soon to say, he said in late Tuesday. Lizzo is already facing a lawsuit from three former dancers who allege the singer engaged in abusive behavior towards them, including sexual harassment involving a visit to a strip club. 
Among the allegations is the claim that Lizzo, who has consistently promoted her own obesity as beautiful in a form of empowerment, fat shamed one of the dancers after she gained weight. Lizzo has publicly denied the allegations. Of course she's going to. Lizzo, the suit was, or excuse me, since the suit was filed, Lizzo's career has been in free fall with fans abandoning the once untouchable pop star. Organizers of the Made in America Festival announced Tuesday that the annual event, uh, which was to feature Lizzo as a headliner, has been canceled due to what they described as severe circumstances outside of the production control. Lizzo's fans are also turning on her, with the singer's music sales reportedly taking an early hit. Maybe you're just a shitty human being. Uh, did you see on the news that Bud Light, or excuse me, Anheuser-Busch had to sell off six other small beer companies or six or eight of them? Did you see that? Oh, they're hemorrhaging. They're hemorrhaging hard. Granted, these companies are not making them an astronomical amount of money, but they had to sell them off. Another massive freaking victory. I mean, it's, it's you just got to love it. You got to love it. Now, this is one of those situations where Bud Light should have, again, we've talked about this so many different times. Bud Light should have known, known their audience. They should have known their audience. And they, they knew it. But they figured that enough people that were on the left drank Bud Light too. It's been funny, though, to see, folks, how that with all the boycotts for Bud Light and the like, the left has not shown up to support one of their own. Supposedly. Now, this is why Bud Light really screwed the pooch on this one. You brought on woman wannabe, homosexual, Dylan Mulvaney. And you supported outright the idea that men can become women. That's a leftist ideology. But rather than, once you receive the blowback from your consumer base, rather than stick to your guns and back them and draw in the left to purchase your product, you abandoned Dylan. You abandoned the LGBT. So what did they do in turn? They abandoned you. Bud Light picked the worst way to respond to this. You picked your side, stick to it. But instead, you didn't. You alienated both sides, which was a very stupid move. Very, very stupid move. You should have just avoided it altogether. And all you were trying to do is virtue signal to make more sales. The woke beer. I saw uh, images and videos of Sturgis, the bike rally. Bud Light booth, vacant, nobody there. Nobody's touching them. Baseball games, nobody's touching them. Isn't it such a damn shame to see what woke progressive ideologies from the liberal subclass of humans have destroyed? Bud Light commercials used to be freaking hilarious, but now they're trying to go back to it. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. People are fed up with it. They've had enough. Now, it's a shame we can't do this to every liberal-owned business, but again, Bud Light fucked up because their primary consumer were conservatives versus a primary consumer base of being solid liberals. They're going to back the trans bullshit no matter what. You know, I really feel like next year during Pride Month, there should be boycotts all around of anybody pushing the LGBT bullshit. Like if it's a Pride store, I'm not going to shop there. Just for that month, saying, we're tired of this being shoved in our face. Stop it. Let us just have, make it one day. They should only get one day, if even that, honestly. And that's it. We don't need an entire month of gayness. We don't. So I'm, I'm basically saying next year, when it comes time 
for LGBT month, any store promoting that bullshit, don't go there. Just watch their sales drop. Mainly because we're tired of having this shoved down our throat. Because before, before it was equal rights. Let us get married. Now it's let us fuck your kids. I was all about it. For freedom, I get it. But it's hit, it's hit such a level, such a point. Everyone is fed up and tired and over this nonsense. Because it didn't stop there. You went after the kids. Target. The transgender bullshit bathing suits. Got you hammered. Just saying, folks, something to consider. Something to consider. All right, that does it for today's episode. Hey, you know the drill. Go check us out at shellshockcbd.com. You want to support the show, you can subscribe over at kick.com slash John Burke or on iTunes, where every Friday we have only or subscriber-only episodes that drop. Only subscribers get to hear them. It's the call-in shows. We appreciate that. So if you could, go check out shellshockcbd.com. The letter that was from Chris, he described the rack out gummies. These are for sleep. Melatonin and CBD mixed and fused to knock you the hell out and give you a good night's sleep. Good rest. Go check them out at shellshockcbd.com. Look for the rack out gummies. Folks, every single one of our products also comes with a money back guarantee. So if it doesn't work for you, I will refund your money. I'm that confident. We've been a very successful business coming up on uh, over three years in business. Not going anywhere. We appreciate you. We love you. Make sure you could, if you, if you if you don't mind, share the show. Help us out. Let's grow it. Recruit more for the Savage Army. I really appreciate it. So until tomorrow, folks, as always, you stay Savage America. <laughs>